Welcome to Let's Talk. Here we will focus on the hustle, the juggle, and everyday struggle of small business. We will be here every week talking to small business owners about their everyday struggles, stresses, and ways they have been able to overcome the challenges of running their business. We welcome questions and comments, so please feel free to email us at admin at plemonscpa.com. We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. Well, good afternoon, morning, evening, wherever you are. This is the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business. My name is Thalia Williams, and I am your host. We are proudly sponsored by Pontum Financial, connecting your financial dots. Today, we have in our studios Mr. Elliot Polk. Awesome, awesome guy who has some phenomenal experiences in business. Elliot, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Thalia. So kind of give us some background. Tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your business. Right. Businesses, plural. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I think they call a serial entrepreneur when I was okay. <laughs> growing up. But um, realtor, um, I am one of the managing, a third part of the managing members of the notary hand. Um, we assist a lot of closing uh, for real estate here. In San Antonio, Texas, I've been doing it about 10, maybe 11 years now. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, kind of a silent investor. I help uh, a lot of other small businesses, you know, kind of get them, get them going. But I like to be, remain way in the background. <laughs> uh-huh. So, based on your bio, you're um, retired military. Thank you. Well, well not retired. Not retired? Well, yeah, yeah, I did eight years. I, I, I get that a lot. You're like, oh, you're retired. I always want to specify that. Yeah, I did eight years. Right. In hindsight, I wish I would have retired. Okay. But some things happened. And, uh, yeah, I, I did eight years in the uh, in the Army and got out. Okay. But I was stationed right here in Fort Sam. Were you? So You didn't go anywhere. Th- well, no, no, no. I did. I went over. I was in Germany. I okay. was, uh, uh, you know, different uh, other places here in the States. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I was here at uh, Fort Sam. And I, you know, fell in love with San Antonio. So I said to myself, once I get out, I have to come back to uh, San Antonio. And that's what I did. So I'm originally from Florida, right. from Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Uh, went home for maybe almost a year. When I got out, I was like, yeah, it's too much. <laughs> and came on back and been here uh, been here ever since. Wow, that's amazing. Well, that's good. So the military opened your eyes to a different aspect of life, so to oh, speak. Yeah. Oh, right? hands down. Traveling the world, did that help wet your entrepreneurial spirit or was it always there? Uh, I, I guess, you, you, yeah, now that I think about it, it would have to be, you know, uh, in the military, you know, um, yeah, going overseas and, and seeing different uh, different uh, demographics, different things, you know, I kind of wet my whistle on wanting to, to start my own when I got out. Um, also, the the struggle of once you got out thinking that, hey, I was in the military, I'll be able to, you know, land a million dollar job overnight <laughs> when I get out and find the realization of that it doesn't work like that. Mm. So once I got out and um, I had someone tell me, hey, well, what do you like to do? What's, you know, let's. Slowly, the blueprint wasn't there yet, but what is it that you like to do? And uh, from there, I kind of started, you know, dabbling here and there and kind of finding my niche on what I want to do. And then I've uh, I've had computer companies, I've got cleaning companies, did some consulting for a while. I mean, I've I've done a little bit of everything, of, you know, holding my own as far as a, a company is concerned or uh, being an entrepreneur. But uh, I've been stuck, not necessarily stuck, but where I am right now, I love as far as the closing, the realtor side, but more so as a closing agent. So I've been doing this for the last, like I said, 10, almost 11 years. And I love it. Like, this is what I really, really like. So, so why that particular type of services out of all the ones that you've done, out of right. all the businesses and industries you've been in, mm-hmm. what specifically about that kept your attention 
for these past 10 to 11 years. So here, here's a crazy story. So uh, I'm pretty much an introvert, yeah, unless I'm speaking about business or like family. But when I get a microphone sometimes, you know, I'm allowed to go out and kind of be this funny, you know, person, like to have a good time, you know, like to host parties and stuff like that too. Just, But uh, this job allows me to meet people every single day because I'm only in their lives for maybe, let's say, an hour or two when we're closing. I'm on stage every day. I'm able to use those same jokes, get the same laughs, because you'll never see me after after I've given you the keys to the house, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So nice knowing you. Yeah, essentially, and, and, and 95% of everyone I speak to or we close on a home, they're happy. You know, they come in happy. So I'm happy. So I come in with my two or three jokes. You know, we talk about the house, you know, things. And, and, and you get to know somebody in that in that time frame. So I really like this because I'm, I'm with uh, people that genuinely are happy in a society where we are today, a smile means a lot right now. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, and like I said, I've been doing this almost 11 years and s- strictly because I get to perform but make them happy because they're coming in, you know, they're getting the American dream. I'm, you know, taking part in that. So, yeah, this is, I've always, uh, I really and truly enjoy what I do. And it kind of helps ease the anxiety of how many sheets of paper they have to put their names on. Listen, out of 170 pages, <laughs> I talk you through all 170. Wow. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm so, going to yeah. have you in my closing next yeah, time, okay? Yeah, yeah. and we, we get you in and out. I give you all information but at the same time. I get to find out who you are, what you like, your favorite color, how many kids you have, where you've been. In, we're a military city, USA, so a lot of times the military component comes up. You know, So there's stories. There's a lot of things that happen. So, yeah. So what has been some of the challenges, we'll just say, of your entrepreneurship life? Not necessarily this particular business, Mm -hmm. but just out of all the things that you've done. What have been some of the challenges you've had? Loyalty, funds, and family. Oh, delve deeper, my friend. (laughs) Right, right. So, you know, uh, in business, when you – a lot of them, you know, kind of uh, mesh together. But, you know, in business, the cheapest way – is to hire family when I first started out. You know what I mean? I love my family. They know that. But it's sometimes hard to separate personal, you know, uh, uh, from family, well, personal from business. So um, uh, it, 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 in the beginning, it was a little hard, you know, trying to get sister, cousin, whomever to help work and kind of bodies. Right. Just bodies to kind of see my vision of, hey, we'll make a million dollars, but we got to start here, sweeping the floor. We got to paint the walls, you know, and not actually physically hire someone to do it. So that was some of the struggles. Um, and that loyalty component, you know, um, unless you physically sign the contract saying, hey, I'm doing business with you, handshakes are out the window now. So whatever I charge for my service right now, someone can come behind me and charge a dollar less. That's who they're going with. doesn't matter how great I am, how long I've been doing this, whatever uh, amenities I bring to this, it doesn't really matter when they can get it a dollar cheaper. And I always try to play the devil's advocate business-wise. You know, if I was on the other end, of course, uh, you know, I would go with cheaper if I can get the same service, you know. So I'm not too upset about it. But that loyalty component, I really uh, wish was a lot stronger. Like if I've given you great business or service over the years, there shouldn't be any issue of me continuing when, uh, you know, we can kind of talk about it or, you know, uh, make some changes. But um, those have been some really hard struggles. And because I'm such a when I latch on to you, if I really like you, like I really like you, I, I, you know, I've done signings for free. I've, you know, I've gone to Dallas, Houston to do closings for friends. Just, you know, just, you know, but now can you lower this price on the survey? Can you, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There's an expectation. Right. So now it's, you know, it's not there. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I hold those things true. But, uh, yeah, the loyalty part, family, you know, and finances, that's, you know, that's that's probably everyone's uh, struggle, you know, trying to find uh, the right avenue. Because, again, there isn't a blueprint. There's a blueprint to start a business, 
but not a blueprint to hold on to the business, to secure those finances to uh, after two, three, five years. You know, there's um, uh, understanding that if you get past one year or two years, you know, you'll be successful or five, you know, but that's not always true. You know, there's the demographics, there's the peak. I mean, there's so many different variables. So COVID. Hey, <laughs> enough said. <laughs> Something totally unexpected. Total, I mean, literally from out of left field, COVID comes and now what's your service ability? How you know, how strong, how can you sustain through COVID? You know, what? no one's made plans. There's no SOP. There's no rule book for COVID is here. Right. So if you're a face-to-face service component uh, uh, type of business, what are you doing now? And how are you surviving? Like I said, I have, I know of, uh, and everyone's heard the stories, you know, some top level people that were making so much. Now they're zero you know, unemployment because of, literally because of COVID. So. It's a big challenge, that's for sure. And learning how to pivot, knowing how to pivot, even when COVID hadn't happened, there were still some business ups and downs, economic challenges. So learning how to pivot during the lesser of the impact, even though they were impactful then, but not as impactful as the whole planet shutting down. Well, well, the thing with with maneuvering is I could look at someone else in my same business doing the same exact thing and find out how they maneuvered or kind of take – but there was no – there's no rule book for COVID. There was no rule book on on the massiveness of how this would affect not just me, but every single person. So, you know, who, who am I watching? Who am I looking? Well, who's my mentor <laughs> when COVID happens? You know, and finances don't really matter at that time. I mean, as far as trying to secure, you know, just, yeah, COVID kind of, uh, you know, took over the world. So. Undoubtedly. So why do you persist? Why do you persist? Even with what you have now. Right. You pivoted from cleaning and other consulting mm-hmm. to this, but why do you persist? It, it sounds so, uh, when I say I love people and people, oh, dude, you're soft. You're, listen, I, I truly love people. I'm, I'm because of what's going on in the world. Let's just put it, you know, be very ambiguous. What's going on in the world right now, a smile, a hug, a laugh every single day. If you talk to anyone who's come to a closing, who's around me, I have like, we have to laugh. We have to smile. We got to, Handshake, you know, little side dap, little side hug, elbows now, you know, (laughs) because of COVID. But um, I'm with this literally because of people like uh, I get to see someone smile every day. And and, and just the the fact of I was a part of you smiling when we take pictures and we hold that key up or, you know, I've seen tears of, oh, my God, this is my first home or, you know, just just those small, you know, things that we don't think about anymore. That that's that's literally what brings me joy. I love dealing with people and. And the uh, the heart part of people, you know, the part where no matter the hatred and the anger, but them getting a house or me being able to be a part of them obtaining that house feels I'm, I literally feel great doing it every day. So despite whatever I'm going through, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, I helped five, six people today. I'm good. So, yeah. Undoubtedly. That's why I'm still here. Hi, I'm here with Chris Hall from Pontum Financial. Chris, I've heard you talk about the difference between working in your business and working on your business. Could you elaborate a little bit for us? One of the biggest things that we see with business owners is spending the proper amount working on your business versus working in your business. And as business owners grow, whether it's a product or service that they're distributing to the public, their attention tends to be pulled more away from working on the business to primarily or only working in the business. And that can create some real headache down the line. I'll give you a prime example. About 15 to 20 years ago, whenever some of these businesses really started to get established and started to take off, their entity selection for that particular type of business was established in a particular way. Some of the different business entities out there now weren't even available at the time. 
nobody really wants to go sit down with an attorney unless they absolutely have to. But attorneys are a prime source of information for, hey, are we doing this correct? It worked really well when we first started this business, but is that what we want it to do? Is it doing what it needs to be doing? Is it serving the function that it needs to be serving? And is it going to be flexible enough to be able to make changes down the line? So how do we review that? And who do we bring into the conversation to analyze the different options that we have? If we wanted more information from you in Pontum Financial, how can we reach you? One of the best ways to reach me is to just call our office. We're right here in San Antonio off of 281 and Bitters. Uh, Our office phone number is 210-625-4845. You can follow us on uh, Facebook. We're on LinkedIn as well, pontumfinancial.com, and it's P-O-N-T-E-M, Latin for bridge. So building the bridge from where you are to where you want to go. Great. Thank you, Chris, so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Chris Hall is a partner with Pontum Financial and offers securities and investment products and services through Waddell and Reed Inc. WRI member FINRA slash SIPC. Pontum Financial is a separate entity from WRI. How critical is support to you? Support is support is extremely critical, but I've also found out that the head of that support team needs to be, uh, you know, needs to be functional as well. You probably have heard, you know, when I, well, in business started out, you know, I did IT. I was in the same business, in every business. I uh, was I was an IT person. I was accountant. I was HR. You know, all the different nuances I had to be to get this going. And I was afraid to let those different departments go because I can control what was going, I could see what was going on. And, uh, you know, my fear of, of allowing someone to come in, hey, let me, I'll just have you do the, the IT part or have you do billing or whatever the case may be. Um, it, it was hard for me to let it go. But I saw the importance of support of, hey, you know, I, I got to have somebody come in to support me. I got to create this team. But again, the head, me, meaning me at the time, I had to, I had to be functional to, you know, train and be able to do these Different. Be willing to delegate, right, verify, to delegate but trust. Right, right, right. And and now I see myself, you know, that was then. But, you know, having to kind of go back and forth between them was uh, was hard. But support is is definitely uh, needed. But the head of that support has to be uh, has to be more functioning, you know, a, a, a much more functioning component before you can get support in, you know, make sure my stuff is together. So. Gotcha. Yeah. And delegation is the key for growth. Yeah, it is. It because is. you're only one person. And as you mentioned, wearing that multiple hats, oh, you work so much in the business that right. you look up and it's like, I just got to make the donuts. I got to make the donuts. I got to do this. I got to make right. the donuts. And you don't have time to enjoy what you, where you are right now. So, And that's great that you mentioned that because I've literally, within, with COVID, but I've had to stop and kind of see where I was three years, five years, where I am right now. Like, wait a minute, just... Kind of enjoy where you are, mm-hmm. you know, right now. Take that pause. Yeah, just to see what, you know, what's going on. So I've, since then, I've, I've definitely I've delegated. I've I've given a lot of hats. I've given them away here. You take it. Just you, you create the headache and not even have to look at whatever, you know, whatever comes in. You know, just, you know so. Trust but verify. Not even verify anyone, to be honest. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and, and people know me. They'll tell you my, my trust factor used to be zero because, again, this is my baby. I don't want anyone to. You know, this is what feeds my my kids. This is what you know feeds my, the family, and, and uh, I don't want you to mess it up. Was always my you know my 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 issue. But uh, yeah, I've had to let let it go, and even now, I'm not necessarily verifying anymore. You know, if you tell me we got ten closings today. 
10 clothes and we end up with eight. I'll find out why we didn't do those two. And just, you know, next day's coming, you know. So whereas before I used to research, let's find out what happened to those two. I need some stats. You know, hire a statistician. Let's see what's going on. Let's, let's find out what's the percentage of me not getting, you know. So, yeah, it's to be really bad. But, yeah, we, we've uh, – I've – I've changed. COVID has made me change. <laughs> I can imagine it would. Yeah. I can imagine. So tell us about a failure you learned from. Uh, that follows along the lines of uh, the loyalty. Um, I don't necessarily consider a f- uh, anything a failure. It's always a stepping stone or a learning component of, of business. Uh, but again, that loyalty uh, factor, I put so much uh, time and even finances into people or into things. And I always assume that, hey, if I give you 100 bucks to start whatever it is, that means that we're, you know, hey, we should be good to go and let's grow together. Let's, I'm, I'm believing in what you're telling me. I'm, I'm selling water on the corner. Let's go. I, I got you. Let's, let's try it out. My dream isn't their dream and vice versa. So that loyalty component seemingly was, a, I'm not going to say a failure, but just learning that I can't believe in everyone. I can't invest in everyone or want everyone to do. And even I really want everyone to do well generally. Yeah. It's, it's not always uh, going to work out that way. So I won't say it's necessarily a failure. It's just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a lot more, uh, uh, what's a good word? Where's due diligence. It? Due diligence. But um, I mean, literally, I, I, it was, hey, I want to start a business. I had literally, let's talk. Let's put a blueprint together. Let's get two sheets of paper. And I, I've, anyone knowing me, I would sit down with you for, and let's draw a plan out. What do you like to do? Let's go. I hope you invest. Come on, let's, let's try it out. Um, just try to get you going so we can, you know, but um, that loyalty thing is uh, was my, my Achilles heel. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. So tell us about a success you learned from. Just, I mean, just this business itself of where I am. So we'll, we'll maybe adapt COVID to it where um, if anyone's watching the market and watching the rates, you know, success last year, probably within the last 10 years, hasn't been as great except for, I mean, with the exception of last year, um, the rates kind of deem how work goes for me. And because the rates are so low, you know, a lot of closings and a lot of, uh, you know, just here in San Antonio, the real estate market has been awesome. But last year seemingly was a, was a great success for everyone across the board when it came to real estate, the lenders, the closers, the title. Everything was uh, um, was great. I mean, it's still, you know, still going on now with the rates being so low. I'm hoping that will continue, <laughs> you know. But San Antonio was never hit, really hit that hard because it's military USA. So some someone's always buying, selling, and moving in and out. So things have been pretty successful at least at least the last year for sure well that's good to hear that's really good to hear so if you had to do it all over again what would you do differently if anything at all i would probably create more of a more of an open structure that allowed me to maybe see from a top versus you know instead of me just being kind of you know in the trenches trenches with him yeah i could i I would have created something where i can kind of maybe look a little more higher so i can see what's going on versus kind of being down because i've I believe in sweeping the floors with, you know, with the workers. I believe in doing whatever needs to be done. But I think that um, if I could change anything, it, it would be to allow those positions to to be open. Don't be so so closed minded and not allowing others to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always felt it was fair that we did it together. We kind of learned together in the trenches, as you would say, together. But I think uh, if I were to change anything, it would have in the very beginning it would be, hey, you know what? Let me create this department, or let me create this person, or let me have. Uh, some more openness instead of uh, trying to do it all myself. So you would have maybe worked on the business versus working in the business so much. Yeah, that's right on the head, yeah. So any advice, words of wisdom, nuggets of things that or anything that you'd like to leave with our audience today? Love what you do and do what you love.
good, bad, or indifferent, you know, um, we all are, you know, it's cliche. We all have talents. We're all gifted with talents. Um, a lot of us are in fear to jump on that talent again, because of money or friends, whatever the case may be. But, um, I'm a very big proponent of, Hey, if you, you can make flip flops, <laughs> you know, to be the best flip flop maker, you know, you can, and let's, let's put something behind it, you know, get two or three people, y'all make them together, see if you can sell them. I mean, especially right now with the social media component and all these different avenues, if you look online, there's so many different things that people are doing, innovative. Anybody can get in and really do anything right now. So um, whatever you love doing, you know, continue doing it, be persistent at it, and, uh, you know, don't don't give up. And it's I know, again, it sounds cliche, but I really believe that, uh, especially at a time right now, working for others is is okay, but working for yourself, um, you have to look in the mirror a lot, you know, versus when you're working for someone else, you put that hat, that shirt on and go right out the door. But uh, working for yourself, you have to literally stop and look in the mirror. Okay, wait a minute. How do I look today? How do I feel today? I have this, this, you know, it's a little more structured. So Undoubtedly. So how can our audience get in touch with you to either pick your brain, use you for closing, right, or right. what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, you know what? The notary hand, um, uh, notaryhand.com. Uh, is always the best way. Uh, info at notaryhand.com is always the best. Uh, I have a very, um, let me say this slowly, I have a, an assistant who's keeping me in line over the last two years. So, yes, I do have an assistant now for anyone. <laughs> uh, but get in contact with her. Uh, I think it's 210-651-1144. Um, she keeps the phone with her 25 hours a day, eight days a week. Yeah. So um, that's always the best way uh, to get in contact with us. The great thing about us, which is a little bit different, we're 24 hours, 24 hours, which you're not supposed to say or tell anyone because they, it's it's uh, supposedly it's um, something you can't do. But I've done closings at one, two, three o'clock in the morning. I've had people come by to even get things notarized or documents to, to be looked at. And uh, the great part, I don't live too far from office. <laughs> so whenever they call, I can always go in. But um Email or, or calling my assistant is probably the easiest way to uh, to to uh, get me. But now we also have other closing agents in the office as well. So if I'm not uh, available, then we can always get you signed to someone else, get you going, get you closed the right way. Undoubtedly. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Elliot, for being in our studio today. Of course. Listen, I thank you so much for having me. You all have a great day. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at And don't forget to check out our website, plemonscpa.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. David B. Plemons CPA Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.